Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Well, friends, it has been two years, over two years since we've started here by the Owl Podcast, and um, we've we've had some growth, and in turn, we we've decided to make some changes, which has been a long time coming. We've done a lot of research. We've reached out to a lot of friends and um, gotten support, and so we're really excited to make some changes. So Brianna, why don't you talk about the first change? Well, the first change that we're really excited about is all of our video recordings are going to be on YouTube. Um, You can subscribe to our YouTube channel here by the OWL podcast. And it's just a video recording of all of our, our episodes. So same content that you're getting from the podcast platform that you're listening on but you will also get to see us doing it (laughs) um and I've been told some people are really big into watching YouTube videos so Mm -hmm. yeah so also that being said you need to subscribe because my niece in the fourth grade does not think that I will be able to get more subscribers than her so can you help me out by subscribing Um, But in in all reality, moving forward, we're going to try to put those videos up there because we do know that sometimes we're talking about something that we could physically share. Um, And it's, I don't know, if if you're a visual learner, um, seeing the the video could be great. Also, you'll also see how when we say we're not dressed up, that's for real. (laughs) So enjoy that. Um, our next um, big change is we've really looked at how to monetize our time. And this was a struggle. We have we have literally went back and forth on how to monetize our podcast for a really long time. And so we will be releasing three episodes per month, just like we have on Mondays, um, that will be f- available for free for our listeners on any major podcast platform along with that video being on YouTube. And so you will be losing one free episode per month. And that is because we will be shifting that to Patreon. So Brianna, tell them about our Patreon. Yeah, our Patreon is something that we've been, like Nikki said, researching for a really long time and just trying to figure out um, how we can continue with the podcast. We love doing it, but we give up a lot of our own time um, and some money when we... um, give prizes away for giveaways and um, our google drive is getting (laughs) we're running out of room and pretty soon i have we have to buy storage um so we are we're in the hole in this venture currently and our husbands remind us of that (laughs) so um with our patreon right now we have one tier so for five dollars a month um you can subscribe to our patreon And with our Patreon, you will get one Patreon-exclusive episode a month. And it's going to be something that's really actionable. Every single month, it's something that you're going to be able to take right away um, in 
implement into your classroom that day or the next day. Um, and that's something we're really excited about and focused on making sure that it's something that you can implement immediately. Yeah. So, uh, you know, last but not least, we really uh, appreciate your support, uh, your support moving forward. Uh, really, uh, this has been a passion project and we we don't want to get rich by any means, but we do. We would like to break even and be able to look at our husbands and say we do make some money. Um, so you can uh, go on to Here by the Owl podcast social media to see the Patreon link. Uh, you can also search that on Patreon or find the link uh, in this episode's show notes so you can subscribe. Our first episode on Patreon will be dropping September 26th. And uh, Nikki, you want to give them a little bit of a hint at what we'll be talking about during that episode? Yeah, so we always get asked to have content for agricultural mechanics. So if you are looking for a really fun concrete lab, something that's hands-on, engaging, and maybe uses a little bit of food, you're definitely not going to want to miss it. So head over to our Patreon, subscribe. And we appreciate your support. Owl podcast uh, tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about side hustles and teachers pay teachers with our friend, Brittany. Uh, Brittany, before we get into um, the content, why don't you start uh, by introducing yourself and telling our listeners a little bit about your background? Uh, well, I am Brittany Avant or the Brit of Bits from Brits. Um, and I teach and live in the North Texas area from the North Texas area. Texas has been my home forever. Um, and so I'm really just happy to get to give back to my community up here. Um, and I am on my fourth year teaching now. Um, and I recently last year kind of made a change to a new program and we have been on the build. So when I got there, they had 15 students that had paid their FFA dues. Um, and we got it up to just shy of 60 last year. So I doubt we'll see that same level of growth this year. Um, just statistics wise, it's kind of improbable. Um, but I've loved kind of seeing the growth in this new community that I'm in. So um, smaller program, um, still bigger schools. Um, I'm in a school with two or a district with 12 high schools and we all have our own separate chapters. Uh, so it's it's kind of crazy the amount of kids that we get to work with um, up in this like North Dallas area. So um, that's that's a little bit about me. I feel like every time I hear anyone from Texas talk about like like counties and districts and whatever, like there's always so many schools like my school district has one has one high school. Um, and I feel like that's pretty typical for North Dakota and like the Midwest. So like to hear 12 high schools is pretty crazy. Well, where I was, so um, I was in a more like rural area. It definitely was not like small by any means. My high school size was still the same, but it was one high school for the whole town. Um, and I taught middle school and high school there. So I taught all principals all day long um, between the two campuses. And so while I'm used to my campus size, I'm definitely not used to how many campuses you have to juggle um, like we don't even play varsity football on Friday nights all the time because we have so many high schools in town. Varsity is Thursday and Friday. Junior varsity is Wednesdays because um, there's just not enough time and fields in the town to play all of our home games on Friday nights, which is absolutely insane to me. 
Right. But yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, so I'm really curious to hear it's, you talk about your teachers pay teachers. Um, just because I feel like it's kind of up and coming for ag teachers. Like there's not a lot of ag teacher content on there. Um, so if you just want to kind of talk about how you got started with teacher pay teachers and, um, I guess why you do it too. Yeah. So, um, you definitely aren't wrong on the fact that there's not a lot of ag teachers on teachers pay teachers. And I do feel like there's a little bit of a stigma about it. Um, I feel like as ag teachers, we're very much like, oh, like we'll give you the shirt off our back. We'll give you the lesson that took us 18 hours to put together and all this creativity and all this time. Like you don't want to charge for something. Um, but at the same time, I I don't think it's wrong to charge $2 or $5 for something when it takes you so long to put together it's aesthetically pleasing because for me personally, if I have to make like copies of something, I need it to be cute. If I have to look at it all the time, I need it to be cute. Um, so I think the reason we don't have a lot of ag teachers on teachers pay teachers is because of the stigma and they just don't really know a lot about it. Like you never hear an English teacher or a math teacher go, my time is not worth money <laughs> ever. Um, so I think that's some like a shift that we have to make. Um, and, and I think it helped that I got started with teachers pay teachers so early in my career. Um, I did not have as many of like the judgmental voices because I didn't have anyone talking to me. <laughs> no one cared. <laughs> um, so bits from Brit started when I was in college. I had been let go of my job because I went on a summer trip with my family, even though I was a student worker. And usually like when you're in college, student workers leave for summer um, and one year's notice of my trip was not enough for my boss. So they still let me go. And so I had like four months that I was going to be left in my college town before I left to go student teaching. So I started making stickers as literally any college student does and sold them to sororities, fraternities, anyone that would buy stickers. That way I could pay for gas and food. Um, and then as I was doing that, I was also doing all of my like pre-clinical, pre-student teaching, writing the humongous lesson plans that every university makes you have to write um, and started putting like my first set of lessons together. And then when I started student teaching, I was like, I am extra broke because no one needs to buy sorority stickers in deep East Texas, not a single person. Um, so bits from Brit kind of changed and evolved. I had come across teachers pay teachers when I was desperate for help in college. Um, and I was like, heck, if someone's dumb enough to buy it, <laughs> I guess that's their problem. Um, and I slowly but surely gained confidence putting things up um, after I taught it to my kids and was like, okay, they like it. They didn't like it. This didn't work. Let's change it. And then we can put it up. Um, and it just kind of started from there. I think I looked the other day and I made my account like January of 2018 and didn't post my first resource or make my first sale until like December of 2019. So it, it, it takes a long time, I think, to get confidence in who you are, but I like to call it kind of the like strong woman complex. I'm like, would a man do it? Sure. So I'm going to do it. Um, maybe that's not the best philosophy for everything. It's probably gotten me in trouble a couple of times, but 
Nope, we're for that philosophy. <laughs> I don't think my husband loves that philosophy because he he does not Ours have... either. <laughs> well, he's like, I I'm more cautious than you, and I'm like, yeah, I I don't I don't know why that happens. I'm sorry. I guess we can only have one super strong-headed person to survive and not burn the house down. So. But I mean, it's it was literally just bold arrogance when it started um, and desperation for money <laughs> because I was a poor college student. So I guess before we get into like your favorite resources, just hearing your story, I mean, bold confidence only gets you so far. Yes. So at what point were you like, because you didn't make a sale for a while, you know, like how did you continue to put content out there and say like it'll come like because that's that's a little bit different than bold confidence bold confidence is hitting submit and it going out to the world it's a whole nother story to continue to do it when like no one was gravitating towards your work at the moment honestly I think that only made me bolder because if there's no one here telling me it's bad and it sucks, um, then what's the risk really? Um, and I was still having to make lessons and create resources for myself and for my students that I was student teaching at the time. Um, so why not put them up and, you know, increase the odds, um, of something happening. Um, it's really just pure blind faith in myself that came from absolutely nowhere. Um, I, I don't know where it came, like who that girl was that was bold enough to do it. I would love to know where she went. I get um, flustered picking my nail color because that's a large commitment to me. So I think it was honest, just pure desperation. And I was like, well, I've started now, can't stop. Um, and that kind of commitment just led me here <laughs> well I think it is so hard like to put yourself out there because I don't know that's how we kind of thought when we started this podcast it was like what are people going to think and are they going to like it and um but it's like what do you have to lose you know if no one buys it then like you're still at the same point that you're at when you started exactly and like oh, once people did start buying it and even when people weren't buying my resources they were just looking at what I was making like there were plenty of people that told me you put too much time into this. Like you put too much time into what you're making for the kids. Just type it up real quick and print it out. That's not worth your time. And to me, no one else gets to tell me what my time is worth. Um, and, and that might again be the blind arrogance. And if it is, you know, I guess that's my own problem. Um, but I, I mean, I was told that time and time again that it was not worth my time. But like I said, if I'm going to have to look at it, I want it to be cute and I want it to look nice. And I found as I started making more and more things for my students and stopped kind of like recycling the back questions out of a textbook, photocopy, like being photocopied. Um, I, I feel like the kids were more interested because they felt like I had invested my time. They were like, oh, did you make this for us? Yes, I did. Like I made that for you. And they saw time being invested and they were more willing to invest their time. It was that just me like gaslighting myself potentially. Um, but 
it, it works in my opinion. Um, I've had kids tell me like now that I've gotten more experience under my belt and I feel more confident to ask my students, like, do you prefer like when your worksheets look like this, where they look nice, like someone took time to put it together versus a Google doc that I clearly typed up in five minutes and sent to the copier. And they're like, yeah, no, we really like this. We like this better. Um, so I do think that the kids care, obviously not all of them. There are some kids that won't care about anything you do ever. Um, but the kids that care about you see the time that you put in um, and they see that you want to find them nice things to do at school instead of just boring textbook, busy work. Well, I think the key too is that they don't always have to look beautiful. Like, so if you if you take nothing away from this episode, aside from the fact that like, we all can look back. I know the three of us could look back and cringe at some of our, like just the whole first year of teaching. Oh yeah. So bad. Real. I mean, so bad that like it, it wasn't all pretty then. No. And it doesn't ever have to get all pretty, but there's going to be times there's going to be groups of kids where you then spend a little extra time to craft it in a different way. I mean, yeah. Like one of my most requested lessons is my Creed pizza activity. And I just gave it away for free, but people are like, how did you create this? It took 10 years of me teaching the Creed and not liking it to get there, you know? And it was not pretty. Like teaching it, the resources I use, not pretty. And so um, can you teach and have an impact with just a typed up Google list of questions? Sure can. Yeah, sure can. Um, but like, don't let anyone discourage you from finding joy and being creative in the classroom. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, just like I was saying earlier, I, there is such dis in, in my opinion, I would say flat out discrimination from some ag teachers against using teachers pay teachers and against being a seller on teachers pay teachers that they're not only like they will say it's dumb that you pay for things with your own money, which I think it's great when schools give you money and they can through, through teachers pay teachers. But if it's what brings you joy, if it saves you five minutes of time, if it saves you an hour, if it saves you any bit of your sanity, like don't tell, like don't let anyone tell you what you can't do with your time, what you can't do with your money. Like people need to stop being mean <laughs> just in general. Yeah. And I mean, I've, when I was in the classroom, I bought things from non-ag teachers, mm -hmm. the science, like the science teachers pay teachers world. Oh yeah. If you were an agri-science teacher or you teach heavy, heavy science in ag, the science teachers pay teachers, you can go down a whole rabbit hole. There are some beautifully crafted things and I used it. And the best part was, is my science department was using some of it too. And we could collaborate. And I don't know, it, it brought some cohesiveness in a, in a small school that I was the only ag teacher. And so really hard to have, you know, some cohesive learning across curricular um, dimensions because I was the only one. And so um, there is a stigma and I'm sure you've seen it on Ag Ed Discussion Lab and other platforms on social media. Um, if someone recommends something to you and, and it works for you, use it, but we don't have a textbook friends. Like, 
we don't have one resource where we can just take and run with it. And so, like Brittany said, if it's going to help, if it's going to help you in any what hit purchase, I mean, I hope yes. like from the bottom of my heart, I hope like Brianna's got amazing administration and she would like if she sent something to them and said, I, I need this resource, it would most likely get purchased for her. No questions asked. I paid a lot out of pocket, but I also spent a lot of time out of pocket as well, making things. And so you got to do what's best for you. And only you know what that is. And so we'll get off our soapbox because we could talk about this all day long. Let's talk about some of your favorite resources that you have available, like the ones you're the most proud of. Uh, so I'm extremely biased as someone who taught principles of ag all day, every day for years. Um, my FFA unit is like my pride and joy. Um, it was the first thing that I ever put up on Teachers Pay Teachers, um, which also means it's been probably the most edited thing that I've ever put up on Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, and it's the thing that I've taught the most. And I just, I love everything in it. It has, if you are a um, PowerPoint and notes kind of teacher, it's got it. If you are a games kind of teacher, it's got it. Uh, we've got reviews, we've got self-grading um, Google like tests and assessments. Um, so it hits a lot of checkpoints for a lot of teachers, which is why I love it as a seller. Um, and as a, as a teacher, I love it because it's what's mostly used on my computer right now. I still re-download it from my own shop on my school computer so that way I can print my own files a lot easier um, and I love having it as a resource to look back um, and see everything. I love the projects and the creativity that my kids get to display right at the beginning of the year. It helps me get to know them really well. So I, I do think I'm biased because I made it um, when I think <laughs> it's a really good way to teach FFA. And I do supplement supplement with um, other things. Like I've got a couple games from other folks that I love to use. And I've talked about them on my Instagram before because I love games, like games in the classroom. That's like one of my favorite ways, ways to review and teach is through games. Um, and so I use a lot of stuff, but most of the stuff that I use is my FFA unit. So that's probably my favorite. Um, and, and it's the oldest thing in my store, but here recently in the last six months, I've worked really hard to put together like pacing guides or year at a glance, scope and sequence, whatever you want to call them. I know folks have different names for it. Um, for every class that I've taught all the way through, I have free pacing guides for every class with clickable links for any resource that I have. So if it's a free thing that I found from a university website, it clicks to that link. If it's in my Teachers Pay Teacher store, it clicks to that link. If it's someone else's Teachers Pay Teacher store, um, like there's an English teacher right on with Miss G. I love her for back to school stuff. Got a lot of stuff linked to her store in those. Um, so that way folks, if you are brand new to teaching and you have no idea what you need to do, um, or you're like a lot of us who get thrown a new class, like <laughs> right at the beginning of the semester and you have no time to plan, um, you can download it for free and at the bare minimum, get an idea of how many days to spend on what kind of topic or how many days a different teacher spends on that topic. Um, and if you want, click a link, use that resource. Um, if not, just get an idea for how long something's gonna take you to teach. So I've got those for floral, small animal, 
livestock production, equine science, and obviously principles of ag. So I love those and folks have been finding them really helpful, especially now rounding out the beginning of a new school year. Um, they've been downloaded quite a bit. Well, and like I would say, especially for new teachers too, but like, I don't know, like I'm teaching some new classes this year that I haven't taught in years. So it's like, it's always nice having that to go back to and just see like, how should I be pacing it? Um, and I like how you have the the links to the direct resources too. That's cool. I, I use it for myself. So I have the one listed on my TPT and then I have it titled in my Google Drive personal. Um, and that way I can link individual PowerPoints. So I have it pulled up and it, I click the link every day. So that's how I use, um, like how I organize my Google Drive is with those files. So if you download it, you can edit it to work for whatever you use, even if you just want to use it as like a Google Drive organizer um, for your class. Like that, that's why I think it's so great and why I organized it the way I did because I saw the versatility in it. Um, and so it's been, I've been really glad that people have been liking it and finding it helpful too. I strive to be that organized, like my materials, like I have some good stuff, but it might take some digging to find it. Or people will ask me to share things with them. And I'm like, it's all like my entire wildlife folder is kind of a mess. I'll share it with you, but you're going to have to really dig to find stuff. So one day, but you know, I, I think that we all find a, a spot to spend our time in and organizing my files is not where I spent my time. <laughs> so um cabinets <laughs> yeah so how do you all these great resources and and i know teachers be teachers for ag teachers are growing and there's more and more ag accounts out there that are or ag education agri-science specific which is great um how do you advertise for your store this is probably where i am one of the worst business people um, and it's probably because I didn't really go into this as like a business venture. I never thought that it would be its own like actual small business. Um, I'm really good at advertising my free resources. I'm like, oh, you need this easiest way to get it. Go to my TBT, download it for free. Like this is what it's called. Um, and I do that really well. And I think that's probably the only thing that I do really well in terms of direct advertising. Um, this summer, I've tried to get a lot better at um, channeling the social media algorithms to help people see my content because I've tried really hard always to put out on social media what I'm doing in my classroom just to give people ideas. So even if you don't want to purchase something from me on Teachers Pay Teachers, you can see what I'm doing in my classroom, what it looks like for my kids. And if you want to take the time to put it together, have fun. Um, go for it. Um, because I, I do think that a part of being in this ag ed community is sharing ideas and helping each other. And so I had a joke post the other day on my Instagram. I was like, it's in my highlight because I have 10,000 highlights. Everything's in there. You can see everything I've taught for like the last three years um, is saved in some way, shape or form in a highlight or in a post somewhere on my Instagram. And so I've been trying to be more direct about being like, also, this is in my Teachers Pay Teachers store titled this. Um, but for me, I get a little uncomfy um, trying to be that salesperson just because I hate taking people's money. 
Um, and so I really try and push like make your school pay for it, like get the um, get the get the PO for that, you know, pre plan, like do your um, your backwards planning. So that way you're going to know when you need this resource so your school can have it uh, prepaid for and things like that, because um, I'm really I'm the worst at self advertising. Um, I bought a stack of business cards like. I think two years ago, because I was like, I'm going to pass these out with a QR code to my store and I'm going to be like retiring on this. I still have the stack, y'all. I, I can't pass them out. I'm so bad. My friends pass them out. They're like, oh my gosh, here, look at her stuff. Look at her stuff. She's great. No, I still I still have so many because I'm just so bad at it. So um, I'll take any tips. If you want um, to give me tips on self-advertising without feeling uncomfortable, drop them in my DMs. That'd be great. No, I think it is really hard, though. Like, But the thing is, is so, if someone's going to Teachers Pay Teachers, they're probably going to plan on spending money anyways. Um, and I like how you mentioned like having your school district pay for it. And Nikki mentioned it, too. But like, I don't buy any textbooks, so why shouldn't my school pay for curriculum that I'm buying, um, even though it's coming in different formats, like on Teachers Pay Teachers or um, like a breakout EDU box subscription or whatever that might look, might look like, um, you're probably going to be different than a lot of the other teachers in your school. So I don't think there's anything wrong with advocating for maybe it's a certain amount spent on Teachers Pay Teachers or um, however that looks, I guess. Well, and I do love it when people do get their districts to pay for Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, one of the things that I do in my store that I think does set me apart from a lot of the ag ed stores that are pre-existing and even the ones that are, I've seen popping up, I do class bundles. And so for every class that I know to exist, if I have a resource or multi, I should say multiple resources, that can go for that class, I put them in a bundle together. So the folks that bought my Principles of Ag bundle, which is probably my largest bundle in my store, um, if I were to guess, if they bought it at the beginning, they probably got it for like $10 when it first started. And it's now, if I can even look, I can give accurate numbers here. Um, so folks could have gotten it years ago years and years ago um for 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 people that don't understand once you bought for most sellers i i shouldn't say for all because i don't know but for most sellers in my experience once you buy that item if it gets an update yes you get that you get the updated version automatically yes you it's always beautiful. updated versions so i know some sellers like um, there's a lady that I started following when I first started, um, selling on teachers pay teachers. Um, I started following her and she does, she's an SLP. So a speech language pathologist, and she has some resources that have been on teachers pay teachers since like the inception of teachers pay teachers. And so she finally actually just made like a separate one. So it's like the old version and the new version, just because they're, they're so different, um, that she was like sorry guys at this point like you are going to have to get the new version but in my opinion that's almost like getting a new textbook like you have to buy the new version of a textbook when it comes out um you can usually limp along a couple like version differences but once like 20 years have gone by like there's a whole lot of history that's gone down um and 
you can't miss out on that. So yes, typically- um, Unless you're an ag teacher, for <laughs> some reason, every classroom has that classroom set from like 1920 that we're just like, yes. we can't throw it away. Like our hearts just won't let us do it. There's so then what we do is we send out an email. And we're like, would anybody want these? Because we can't just chuck them. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with hoarding. I literally stole a bunch of hangers from my front office, and I, but I'm using them. So it's not hoarding. It's class supplies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but well, on so that being said, if you're on, if you bought something and you're not maybe always going to teachers pay teachers, Maybe check on any resources that you have purchased. And it's easy yes. because you just go into your purchases. And because I always forget where I save things, always. Yes. And so then I'm like, I know I bought it on Teachers Pay Teachers. And then I just go there and scroll, and there it is. Yes. And it's That's beautiful. That's what I do all the time. Like I go to my own store and download things. That way it's on my school computer. Um, I'll go back to my purchases and download things that I've purchased before um, instead of hunting for the file on my computer. That's that's what I did until I made my um, my yearly plan Google Drive organizer thing. I got so tired of hunting for my, my stuff. Um, so I finally solved my own problems. So most of the time sellers can actually hit a button that says like notify buyers that it's been updated and it should go into your teachers pay teachers inbox as a buyer. I don't always check that. I'm notoriously bad at checking my teachers pay teachers buyer inbox. Um, so I usually check it through the my purchases, but all of my things when I update or I add something to my bundles, you get it for free. So folks that purchased my principles of ag bundle when I first started it for like 10 or $15, they now it's now valued at $235. I have it super on sale compared to that. It's like 20% off but they have hundreds of dollars of free resources because I wanna help give back to the people that have supported me for so long. Um, and I think that's the best thing I can do is like give people good quality bundles of resources for them. Is that also a bad salesperson move? 100% yes. Um, but like I said, my business degree is going almost completely unused in all of this because I'm not using any of the strategies I was taught. Um, we're just trying to do good things for good people and, you know, maybe be able to go on a vacation without incurring debt, like every once in a while. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Well, and, and kind of pays for your time that you spend maybe making those resources for your students um, anyways, and that way you have it and then it's available for people too. And you're still making some money off of your time, I think is key. Yeah. I. I had to start uh, keeping a spreadsheet for my new district of um, what my time was worth because they cut our hours. Um, you've never been more depressed as an ag teacher when you do that. Um, I've never seen my master's degree valued at such a small, small number. Um, so it really does, it does help, um, especially with a lot of kind of the changes that have been going on in the Dallas area with the way ag teachers are kind of being um, valued. Um, so it, it really does help. Like anytime I get a sale, I still like look at my husband like, hey, it's, it's a good day. Um, and I've been doing this for so long, so I probably um, shouldn't be as giddy, but I still treat every sale like it's the first sale. 
Right. Well, that's awesome. Um, but that kind of brings us to our next question of like, how do you decide on pricing and what you're going to set different resources at and all of that? Um, so one of the things that I was told when I first got started with Teachers Pay Teachers, I joined a lot of forums and listened to podcasts and followed a lot of other sellers. And their standard rule of thumb was um, a dollar per page. So if your resource is one page, you charge a dollar. Um, now things are getting a little different. So they've changed teachers pay teachers being they um, they've changed some of their um, standards for when you have to pay additional fees and it's all based on what's in the buyer's cart. So if they um, if like you as the customer are buying under three dollars worth of items, the seller doesn't actually make as much money. And so sellers have tried to make a shift into creating larger resources so that way we don't have to pay additional fees on top of what we already pay um, to teachers pay teachers to use them as um, you know a website and a facilitation for selling resources. Um, but if you're just starting out, dollar per page is a really good place to start to get an idea of kind of like what the value of your effort should be. Um, now, keeping in mind, like I put together a breed of the day for dogs, um, and that's like an 87 something slide PowerPoint with like integrated links do I charge $87 for that? No, because no one would pay $87 for that. Um, I think it's like five because I have to like, I have to understand what the value of my time is, but also what the value and time saved is of someone not making it themselves. But I think that's something that you start to understand the more that you create. Um, and so I've just, as I've done this for so long, I've gotten just a good idea of like what something is worth, like a quick activity, um, a back to school worksheet or something like that. It, it's never going to be over $2 unless it's something like totally massive. Um, like it would have to be a whole, you know, three weeks back to school of games and activities to really charge a lot because it's not worth your time. You're not saving a lot of time to spend more money on it, if that makes sense. So now that you have, like you've built some resources on, on, on your store, how are you deciding what to post from here? Like, are you using what's popular as a guide? Are you like following along with ag education, like on social media to see what people are really asking for? Or do you just organically post when you feel like you have something? Um, I try and get a feel for what people need. Um, I've had a lot of friends like in their first couple years of teaching and they'll call me and be like, this is what I'm teaching right now. What do I do? Like, how, how would you teach this? Um, and, you know, I'll sit there and think about it first thing. Like, oh, well, I would do this. And they're like, okay, that's a good idea. And they'll like, write what I said down and like, well, do you have a resource for that? And I'm like, no, I, I've never taught that before. Let me know how it goes. Um, and if it goes well with those kind of instructions that we went over, I'll kind of put some together and send it to you. Um, and so for some of the classes that I haven't been able to teach, 
Um, that's how I've made some resources for those is kind of utilizing my friends in that capacity. Um, and then they get a free, nice, cute resource and I get something to put in my store. Um, and then other than that, it's just things that I kind of want in my classroom. Um, like I really needed better bell ringers because I went a couple of years without having a solid bell ringer for anything but my FFA unit. And so breed of the day for every conceivable animal was born. Um, and it took me an entire summer to put all of that together, plus my flower of the day. Um, and I think it was worth it because I use it in almost every single class and it has saved my sanity, especially when I cannot make it to a bathroom for my classroom within the passing period. So I know that as long as I get that puppy up before I head out the door, they'll be doing something educational and not like swinging from the ceiling when I do make it back from the bathroom because every, everyone has to pee. Um, and so it literally just came from a desperate need of something that my kids can do that I won't have to change all the time. And it took a long time to put it together. Um, but that, that's really where everything comes from. It's I get desperate in need of something. Um, and I keep a whiteboard in my office of like, oh, that would be a good idea. And usually nothing happens until the summer. And then I sit down and just kind of crank a bunch of stuff out. Um, well, it's just me and my dog chilling at the house. And uh, and then when I was back to school, I'm like, oh, more good ideas. I guess these will wait another six months for something to happen. <laughs> Did you lose? I wish we took the the video from this because sometimes watching us podcast would be hilarious in itself. Brianna, did you lose the screen? Yes, and I was trying to unmute myself and it was like, click all over the place. Sorry, everyone. Well, you know what? Like, I feel like, Brittany, you probably feel this too. Like, you've done Teachers by Teachers for so long that you're still learning. I mean, things are changing we just recently moved from Zoom to Teams because Zoom wants to charge us and we're making no money on our podcast. So we're learning. Um, and yeah, we refuse to edit it. So everyone can just laugh along with us. Hey, just... I have never used Teams before. So when I saw that the link was Teams at like five minutes before this, I was like, shoot, am I going to have to download something? And I was in a real panic, let me tell you. Yeah. So, Well, Zoom realize that they needed to make some money which all the power to them they should we just don't have money to give them so and we know that the 40 minute free time limit we clearly like we've been on here for like an hour so um anyway advice that you have for teachers because you've brought up a few key things today about like having great content that you're proud of kind of that blind faith and courage in yourself and fighting an uphill battle with kind of the stigma of selling, right? Um, we'll, we'll mention the elephant in the room. There is that, especially in ag education. Um, what advice do you have for teachers who maybe want to start their own page, but they don't know where to start? Um pretend you're a man and do it. Um, that's, that's my, <laughs> that's my advice for everything. That should be a sticker. 
Um, yeah, anyone who makes stickers, Bits from Brit is out of the sticker business. We only cut stickers for homecoming months now exclusively. Um, so anyone else, please make that into a sticker. I would I would absolutely I'm gonna message. I'm going to message Cody Neal with Wandering Maverick and I'm oh. going to tell her I'm going to tell her we came up with a new sticker for her. Um, yeah. And she will get a good chuckle out of it. Um, that that would be fantastic. We we need it. But really just be confident and do it. The worst that and like the worst thing that will happen ever is someone is going to say that they don't like it. And if that's really if you have gotten to this point in your life and that's the first time that someone has told you that they don't like something you've done or that they don't like you, I would love to be your in your life. That would be fantastic. Um that's all that's going to happen is someone's going to say, I don't like it. Good for you. Fantastic. And then you can move on. If they have actual constructive criticism, you can use that and grow and become a better seller, a better creator, a better teacher, a better everything. And if they're just being a petty jerk, you can move on and forget about them. Like there is nothing bad that can happen from taking this step and moving forward and trying to do something to better yourself or just taking a leap of faith for yourself. I will say you do have to educate yourself on copyright laws, what you are allowed to sell, what you aren't allowed to sell, um, and, and have a good understanding of that. Um, that is something that Teachers Pay Teachers is really cracking down on. There have been a bunch of sellers, especially in like the elementary world where Disney and all kinds of things are very popular and they are losing hundreds of dollars for violating copyright and trademark laws. So just making sure you're like well-educated on what you're doing before you jump in with blind, ignorant faith, um, you know, is pretty good. Um, but it costs you absolutely nothing to create a store. It costs you nothing. There are different forms of sellers. So there's being a free seller, which costs you nothing, but you make significantly less um, of the cut from Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, and then there's a premium seller, which gives you more like advertising. But I, I know advertising from Teachers Pay Teachers doesn't really do much, um, at least for us because not a lot of people follow their social media accounts. Um, I don't even know if I followed their social media account. Um, so I don't know if it would do very much. So I don't utilize it. Um, so the primary thing that in my mind that you get as a premium seller is getting an additional cut of your sales. Um, so if, if you want to do it, there is a $0 fee, just blind faith and go for it. I, love I that feel advice. like, what? what? I said, I love that advice. I think it applies to so many huh. things too, but. I have a, okay. I'm going to ask one crazy question before we get off of here. What about taxes? Like, is that oh. a thing you have to worry about? And the only reason I ask is because you have no idea. My husband is very Republican. And one time he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm Venmoing Brianna money because I owed her money. And he's like, how much do you two Venmo back and forth? And I was like, well, I don't know. We like all the time because when we go on trips, a lot of times, like I'll pay for the hotel room. Then she, oh my gosh. And he would just went on this rant about, so that's why I'm asking this. Cause that, yeah. that is not my world. 
Okay, and that's something. So um, I only kind of like recently got into the taxes world with this um, because for so long um, I made like pennies on the dollar, and I still don't think I tech. I well, actually, no. Unless you make twenty thousand dollars in a year, um, teachers pay teachers does not care enough about your tax status. So. GPT does not care about my tax status with them. Um, however, I don't want to involve the IRS in my life. Um, and so um, I, um, when I do my taxes, I have bits from Brit as an independent business and I am a sole proprietor, um, like independent contractor. Um, and so I just kind of have to log what I make um, but that way I can also get like tax write-offs for my home office um, and uh, tax write-offs for the new computer that I had to buy because I drowned my old one in coffee. Um, and so it became economically um, valuable for me to figure out how to incorporate my TBT money into my taxes last year because I had to have so many technology purchases because my printer died. Um, and so yeah. it, it did come out better for me to, to make sure like it was included in my taxes. I honestly um, like never evade your taxes. Um, <laughs> and I don't know who's listening, but never evade your taxes. Um, but I don't know at what point in your salary level like that they start to look at you. Um, but I know like what I have to give um, with like what I've checked off at school, they already took out more taxes than what I would have to pay in taxes for my teachers pay teachers money. Um, so I guess at some point I might have to figure that out if that ever changes. Um, but yeah, so my I guess my district has me set where they just take so much in taxes. So that way I'm, I'm good. Um, so but, as soon as we see you have retired and you're on a beach someplace, we know that uh -huh. it's from Brit skyrocketed. Yes. You're dealing with taxes, but you've also made enough to, you know, leave and sit someplace tropical. Yeah. Which I, I hope that for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to joke with my friends. I'm like, I work two jobs. Like I teach and I run this business. So that way, um, my husband can have like the job that he enjoys um, because it's I'm not making any more money as a teacher like there's no up from here right so so long as we don't have kids I let him have the job that he enjoys um, because one day he's gonna have to have like a sad job that makes <laughs> money um, because I can't I I hope he listens to this episode. Oh, he he knows. <laughs> this is a conversation we have all the time. He changed jobs, um, I guess, back in January and got health insurance. And I was like, oh, my God, you're an adult. I'm like, you're an adult with health insurance. This is amazing. Um, and I'm like, everything's been worth it. Um, he still made pennies on the dollar at a grocery store, but he likes cutting meat. What can you say? Yeah. You know, when you have your passions, you have your passions. He does so much to support me um, in this. Like he is the unpaid intern um, of Bits from Brit. 
Um, he makes sure that I have a computer charger, like always. He always knows where my stuff is. I joke he's like the best like little ag teacher husband in the world. He takes such good care of me so that way I can run this business and do my job. Um, he he helps coach teams and all that kinds of stuff so that way I can have mental sanity to do what I do. So um, he deserves everything that he gets, whatever way you want to take that, sinister or not. I he love that. Andrew and Jace need to pick it up. And I know they're not listening to this, but if they do, if you know them, share this episode with them. Do us a favor. And they need to listen to that little, this little part. No, and I, and that's the thing is we, I, I think the key here is if you have a passion in something, if it's meat cutting, if it's podcasting for free for many hours in the month or making something on Teachers Pay Teachers, do it. If it gets you a little extra money so you can buy Starbucks in the morning for yourself as a teacher, just do it. Um, and and I think the part that I love the most, and and we don't have Brittany on here. I never bought any of your materials um, just because I was out of the classroom by the time like I really learned about all of your stuff. But just seeing your passion. I mean, I think that's the thing is it doesn't matter what somebody has listening and seeing their passion about something that they've created and how proud they are. I mean, how can you not support them? Right. I don't know. I mean, that's why we love our kids, right? Like some of the stuff they do is so dumb sometimes, but they're just like so proud and happy. It's like, I love you, you little dummy. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't help it. Being passionate about something makes other people happy and want to be involved. Like that's, that's why I love what you guys do. Like, unedited doesn't matter like you're helping people like share what their passion is and that is so important especially right now I feel like everyone's all doom and gloom about absolutely everything there needs to be more passion and happy in the world for sure and we're starting it right here that's right so how can well before we get into that you you've shared a few resources with us so anyone listening um, Brittany's got some fun stuff that you can find in the show notes. Do you want to highlight just some of the stuff that you have shared there? Yes. So um, I have um, the scope and sequences or year at a glance, whatever you prefer to call it. I have those for livestock production, small animal um, principles of ag and equine science. I see now that I'm missing floral from the folder that I sent you guys. So I will add that. Um, but those five classes will be in there as well as um, an FFA Friday choice board that I've shared with um, some of my followers on Teachers Pay Teachers. So do know if you have a store that you like, you can follow them. And then sometimes they send out freebies. Like I send out freebies sometimes to my followers um, on Teachers Pay Teachers. So that's one of them. Um, So it is nine activities in a choice board. Um, I like to joke it's nine class periods you don't have to plan for. Um, it's great time for you to coach teams, anything that you need. Um, and then I actually shared on my Instagram, my floral design portfolio that my kids do. So that is on there as well. So that way you guys can have a copy of it if you want that for your students. And then my digital missing work log, um, my paper missing work log is something that's been in my teachers pay teacher store for a while. We're going digital just for convenience sake. 
Um, so it has all the same components as what's been on my teacher's pay teacher store, but this way the kids can just type in when they've completed a missing assignment. And I have it set to email me when they fill it out and I tell them I don't grade it till I get that email. So I don't hunt down their missing work. That's my signal to let me know that they turn something in and then I'll go look for it and update their grade. So all of that is in the folder for you guys. Now, if people have questions, um, they want to chat about your resources, um, just talk about Teachers Pay Teachers in general, uh, how can they reach out to you? Um, best place to get me is my Instagram at bitsfrombrit. Um, you can email me too, but my maiden name is hard to spell, so don't recommend it. But that is brittanyborzerine at gmail.com. Um, it, that is all over my Teachers Pay Teachers store. Um, you can do a Q&A on Teachers Pay Teachers as well and ask a general question, but the quickest response will always be an Instagram DM um, because that works on my phone a lot better than the Teachers Pay Teachers website. Um, so that would be the best place, Bits from Brit on Instagram to get a hold of me. And as we wrap up, um, Brittany was so kind to want to do a giveaway. So Brittany, why don't you talk about um, the giveaway um, for this collaboration that we did today? Yes, so like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, one of my best selling um, resources in my store is my FFA unit. And so I wanna be able to give that away um, to one of our listeners. So when this episode drops, uh, we will both on my Instagram and our here by the are there here by the owl Instagram, um, here by the owl podcast Instagram, um, we'll be sharing a post. Um, so if you guys like both of our Instagrams and then like that post, you guys will be entered in to win um, a free version of that resource. So it is a I think it's a forty nine dollar value. Um, so just liking our social medias, um, kind of helping get the word out there and help promote the algorithm a little bit for us, um, can get you some free resources to use in your classroom. Um, on that post, there will be some descriptions on additional ways to enter, get some extra entries like reviewing our podcast um, and uh, just tagging some friends and things like that. So be sure to stay tuned to our social medias. Uh, because it will only be open for about a week and will close Sunday night. Awesome. And if they already own that resource and they're a winner, what can they do? Um, so if the winner already owns the resource, I will let them look through my shop, pick anything of equal value um, and let me know what they want and I will just send it their way. Perfect. Brianna, you can't win. So uh, she's she already has this look that she's she's gonna go. You can't win. But those of you listening, you have a chance to win, and it is definitely worth the time. Um, and so please do that. Um, the The last thing I want to say is we recently have been. We don't always follow like how well we do. I mean, we look. And so we've been really proud. Um, I remember, like Brittany said, when you first got your first purchase, I remember Brianna and I, like, when we got 10 listens, like, we were big. And at that point, we were like, well, our siblings is two, our husbands is another two, 
Brianna's mom. So at 10 listens, we were comfortable knowing that there were at least five people that weren't related to us that have listened. And now we're really proud um, to have an audience of over 200 and uh, over 30,000 plays total since we've started our podcast. And our listen average per week um, is around 212. And we make nothing on our podcast. Um, we have the anchor add up. So I think we made 50 cents this last week. So whoop, whoop. Um, but it's something we love to do. And it's a great way to not only share our passion, but share the passion of all of these ag educators from across the country that deserve so much more recognition. And we wish we could give them more than just 200 listens, but um, we're so proud of ag education and, and our peers, and we're so thankful for everybody that listens. So, Brittany, thanks for being on tonight. We really appreciate yeah. it. And for everybody listening, make sure you like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And we would love if you could help us out in a few ways, sharing our podcast, rating, reviewing, or even messaging us a topic that you want to learn about. Or if you just want to be a guest, we would love to have you. And we appreciate you sharing a little bit of the internet, our space on the internet with us. So thanks.